Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Hey there, and welcome to this special U.S. Open Preview edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper, son of two-time U.S. Open champion and Hall of Famer Billy Casper. Thank you for joining us. Hit us up on Twitter at Real Golf and sit back, relax, and enjoy as we get you ready for next week's U.S. Open Championship at Torrey Pines. Bob, this is going to be great. We had an opportunity to be out there and play the golf course a few weeks ago, get a feel for it, a reminder of just how difficult the golf course is. And, you know, a few weeks away, the rough was already growing in it was thick it was getting long and already the firmness of the golf course was super noteworthy and and impressive and difficult and being right there at sea level a couple hundred feet above the ocean with the breezes and then of course you bring that june gloom in which can you know again sort of uh has the heavy air and and even keeps the ball from flying further this at almost 7600 yards is going to be a stern test for the players next week well it's um it's a it's a great venue. Um, the USGA has really gone to public c- golf courses um, in a lot of instances, Pebble Beach, now um, Torrey Pines. So it, it's it's a great venue. 2008 Tiger Woods won there. Uh, it was playing almost 7,800 yards. Uh, the winning score was one under par. He and um, Rocco Media played off. It's going to be a tough test, um, and it will be fun to watch because it's a great golf course and – um, hometown, hometown course. Yeah, hometown it. for you and and for several players that we'll get into. Uh, yep. Of course, Phil Mickelson coming off of the most recent major win there at Kiowa Island. Uh, he will be one to talk about. I'm glad you mentioned the 2008 U.S. Open. What a historic major championship mm-hmm. for Tiger Woods. The last major he would win for, a, what, I guess um, – 11 years uh, yeah. before he won the 2019 Masters, we wondered, would he ever get that 15th major championship? And, of course, we were able to witness that a couple of years ago. But I'll never forget Tiger coming in, playing now, and essentially on a broken leg. And the story will continue to become more folklore as the, as the years tick by. 
But nevertheless, Tiger uh, often wincing in pain, kneeling down, uh, hobbling down, using his driver or other club as a cane to get through and somehow manages to just will some putts in down the stretch, bouncing them off the little patches of Poana and into the cup to force the playoff and then doing it again in the 18th hole playoff, going to another hole in sudden death. I mean, it was just phenomenal stuff. It was everything Rocco could do. And at the end of the day, he just had to tip his cap. And uh, I guess it was a probably a visor at that point in time and and uh, pat tiger on the back and say you're the greatest that's all there is to yeah. it we'll get into it all next as we preview next week's u.s open right here on real golf radio for over two decades first tee has created experiences that build character we believe every kid deserves to feel supported safe to try something new and to be prepared for what comes next we develop their swing but more importantly their inner strength Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. To get your highest performing tour ball, you need to build it with the highest quality. To get the highest quality, you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints. And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D X-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything. There are currently 2 million American spouses and children whose family member was killed or disabled in defense of our country, which is why I founded the Folds of Honor, providing educational scholarships to the families of 1% of the Americans who protect our freedom. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Please join our squadron today. Your $13 a month speaks volumes and changes lives forever. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada unlike anything you've experienced before Now, back to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on Real Golf Radio. Real Golf Radio. 
Hey, welcome back to the show. This segment brought to you by Callaway Golf and the Chrome Soft family of golf balls. Chrome Soft, Chrome Soft X, and the new Chrome Soft X LS for low spin. Check it out at CallawayGolf.com. Bob, you and I are playing in an event this week as well. And I'll tell you what, that golf ball, we played in some very difficult conditions on Thursday. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm talking 40 miles an hour uh, a wind. And that Chrome Soft X just bored through the wind. It was fantastic in the wind. Absolutely love it. And playing some very firm greens, it was able to stop and give me some nice control uh, in really, really difficult conditions. I'm a huge believer, if you haven't tried it, you need to give it a shot, man. Uh, just just give it a try. See what you think. The Chrome Soft or Chrome Soft X or XLS. All right, welcome back to the U.S. Open preview edition of the show. Uh, I love just looking back at 2008, Bob. You know, uh, I, I look through the, the the leaderboard and you start to kind of see who's doing what. It, it's interesting to remind to remember that on Sunday, Tiger mm-hmm. three under par to start the day, and he goes double bogey on one, bogey on two. And that's when it was on. Only three birdies apiece for Rocco and Tiger in that final round. And yet somehow, um, Heath Slocum drops in a 65 that day. So, <laughs> I, look, we'll ask the caddy about that coming up here in just a few minutes. But, you know, I'll never forget you and I being there, um, seeing, uh, standing next to Rocco Mediate there by the back of the clubhouse. As yeah. Tiger's finishing things up and Stevie's helping him line up that putt and it's a little downhill right to lefter the pins there in that front uh, middle right section and the greens are baked out hard like I said patches of Poana and their balls bouncing everywhere and somehow Tiger wheels that thing into the hole and he's got the double clutch fist pump going and that place erupted and I remember looking at standing there and looking at Rocco and he's just kind of shaking his head and laughing and he just had to applaud and, and knew he was in for a, an 18 hole match which turned into to a 19-hole match the next day. Yeah, he said, I knew he was going to make that one. Um, but Tiger, you know, they've replayed that a bunch of times um, this last week on the Golf Channel, that 2008 um, U.S. Open Championship. And to see what happened on Saturday with Tiger making the two eagle putts, one from the back of the 13th green that was like forever. Yeah. And then the other one from the upper level on 18 down the hill and breaking to the right, and it, and it went right in the heart for him to take the lead of the golf tournament. Um, as far as the putt on the 18th hole, Tiger said he knew it was going to bounce all around the place. Yep. Um, it was hump, humpy and lumpy and bumpy and, and all chewed up and everything, and he said, I, he said, my whole thought was to get the line and then just make sure I made a good stroke. And put a and put a good roll on it, which he did, and the ball went in the hole. And then, as you said, we know um, he won in nineteen holes in the playoff. Yeah, it was. I mean, it, it really is one of those things. It just kind of gives me a little bit of chills just thinking back yeah. on it. You know, Tiger provided some of those moments for us. You think about the two thousand PGA with Bob May. You know, just seemingly. I mean, how and, and, and remarkably, Bob, uh, the the side. Who am I thinking of? The co the co cast the co-star of that of those best uh majors were not the the big stars i mean it wasn't tiger versus phil it 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 wasn't even tiger versus duvall or ernie ells or any of the guys it was guys like bob may and and rocco media and 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 again when you start talking about you know the the premier golf league i think that's one of the things that you have to keep in mind sure we love watching the best players go head to head yeah but there is always something in sports 
about the underdog, about the little guy, about the guy that's not supposed to be doing that against the guy that is seemingly unbeatable. And that gives you Y.E. Yang. Uh, it gives you, you know, uh, Bob Mays and, and Rocco Mediates. I, I mean, yep. it, it's just... It's that's what makes sports so special, you know, and you can go uh, down the line, you know, from from every sport to see sort of these these underdogs do things spectacularly against the Giants uh, on the largest stages. And so um, anyway, it was a phenomenal uh, event. I'm excited. Obviously, Tiger won't be in, in play, but you start turning your attention to the other San Diego and the other SoCal guy in Phil Mickelson recently off that win at the PGA at Kiowa. And you think, man, could lightning strike twice? For Phil Mickelson, and yet it wasn't a good showing in 08 for Phil. I think he went the no driver strategy that week and didn't turn out to too well for him. Yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, a 7,800 yard golf course, and and it's the no driver strategy. But you know, it was interesting. The USGA that year, it was Tiger, Phil, and Adam Scott, the number one, two, two and three players in the world that teed off in those first two rounds and played together, which was which was awesome to see. And Tiger was the one who um, kind of came out of that and ended up winning the golf tournament. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what Phil's going to do this year. And I'll guarantee you he is working hard um, to be able to have an opportunity to, to play well and just give himself a chance coming down the stretch um, or being in contention going into that final round. This is an opportunity for him if he were to play extremely well and win this golf tournament to have the career grand slam. So this is, this is a golf course he's played on. He's won on, uh, he grew, he playing in the San Diego area and for him to have this opportunity at this golf course, after having played extremely well, just a few weeks ago, I don't know. Maybe lightning will strike twice. Just stop it right now, Bob. Just stop it with your career grand slam. <laughs> Come I mean, the fact, the fact, well, well, look, Disney the, finish. It is a Disney. It would be some, I mean, I can't even fathom. In fact, we could start, you, you know, you could even sort of hypothetically go with where would that sit in the winds of all winds. I, I, it would be, it's unthinkable how amazing that would be. Six times a runner up and then out to pasture. You know, gone, winning on the Champions Tour. <laughs> and then for him to go with the Cavs and the Bombs and then win at the, the PGA Championship and become the oldest major winner, and then to do it twice and pick up that elusive U.S. Open, stop it. Just just stop crazy. it. It'd it would be crazy. It would be off the hook, as we used to say, right? I mean, it would be uh, – it's it's almost unimaginable. But, look, there are a lot of players that are going to be in, in the way. Uh, Brooks Kepka, who was in that final group with Phil Mickelson, I think he's going to have something to say about it listening to his press conference this week. He is getting healthy. He's feeling much better. Xander also, hey, look, that's a hometown game for him. Yeah. And, boy, is he due to win a major championship. Colin Morikawa won the last major championship on the west coast so a lot of great storylines and a lot of great players caddy's going to join us next we'll get his thoughts on tory pines and the upcoming u.s open Hotel Park City, along with the spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Ruth's Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435-940-5077. That's 435-940. 5077 for reservations today. 
Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms, an indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns, and Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools. They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir Bruce and Boyd Summerhays Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at hoops vision.com now back to real golf radio talking golf back when 300 yard drives were big for real here's brian and bob all right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you here on Real Golf Radio as we continue counting down towards next week's U.S. Open Championship at Olympic Club. Very excited to welcome in our next guest and really get in-depth, detailed discussion about the venue itself, Torrey Pine South, and it is a beast. Here he is, America's favorite caddy. There are bag rats. <laughs> And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Oh, yeah, that music only means one thing. It's America's favorite caddy, and uh, I think he's fired up for this one. Caddy, how are you, man? I am fired up for this U.S. Open preview show. I love yeah. it. Love the U.S. Open. Love it. Really? Just love so just, just just, generally speaking, why, why do you love the U.S. Open? It's the national championship. It's so difficult. And 
guys lose their minds on it, which I love. I just love the mental. I just, I just love watching the guys who can't handle it mentally. And look, anybody who's played golf understands that no one can handle golf mentally and everybody loses their mind. And I just think I enjoy watching that because I'm, maybe I'm a sadist. I don't know. You tell me. You know, the U.S. Open, they try to um, focus and bring out the best, the, the champion, um, but he's going to have to handle all parts of the game, driving the ball, um, shots out of the, out of the fairway or uh, the rough stuff around the greens. And as you said, mental, uh, is that one of the reasons why, because it's more of a complete, complete test. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know about, um, complete test is something that's always been the mantra. Um, or if you go back, one of my favorite lines was, uh, I think it was from the massacre at Wingfoot in 74 when the, uh, somebody said, you know, you're, what are you trying to do? Embarrass the best players in the game. And the USGA said, no, we're trying to identify the best mm, players yeah, in the game. Yeah. And you know, it, which would, which would irritate people even more who felt like they were trying to embarrass. But anyway, I, I just, um, I feel like the U S opens that I've caddied, um, they're, they've, for the most part, the ones I did were extremely difficult. I don't remember any low-scoring U.S. Opens that I caddied. Um, but I never felt like they were unfair. I know a lot of guys have at times. Um, you know, consider, too, that my players were real precision-type players. So, yeah, that might have been a little bit of a bias. But anyway, I just – look, I was Tory last week. And I was walking the course. And the June blooms – in full bloom and the fairways are firm. The greens are firm. The little, the rough is poking up those little grass seed heads on the sides, which makes it look much tighter than it. I mean, it's the fairways are basically the same. It's the same setup as it was at the farmers. Pretty much. There's a few little tweaks on the way the first cut runs into the bunkers or doesn't run into the bunkers anymore, but you stand on the tee and it just looks tighter. And it's probably because of the rough being a little higher frame better. I don't know what it is. It, it just yeah. looks tighter, even though it's not. Yeah. Framed better contrast. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm walking around and going, this is just so good because basically it's the same golf course. The public plays with a couple important differences. The differences are they don't get it that firm most of the time. And of course the rough's way higher, but and the pin Otherwise, locations. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, you can always vary pins. But it, you're, you're playing – it's not like you're going to a place where the fairways are largely adjusted, right, to make a big yeah. difference. They're yeah. pretty much the same, which is – I just think it's cool that you can basically take off the Torrey Pines municipal course flag, put on the U.S. Open flag, grow the rough a little bit, and say, let's go. I mean, that's pretty neat. Um Hey, Caddy. To that point, take, to that point, yeah. which, which is more, which is more similar, the uh, Farmers and the U.S. Open at Torrey, or AT and T Pebble Beach and the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach? Uh, absolutely, the Farmers, because they the fairways are significantly narrowed for the U.S. Open at Pebble 
versus yeah. Yeah. the normal golf course. So it's not even a, it's not even close. It's Tory is just kind of as is. Mm. Um, but you got to understand that Tory as is is it, it. They should they should get one of those best page you know double black ski slope signs and put it on the first tee. <laughs> With a warning, you probably don't want to play here unless you're really good and really patient and really tolerant. It's yeah. just that. T- oh yeah, I mean you go to. I mean you guys played it recently. You go to those back tees. You can remember when we played Olympic before the U.S. Open, and we. Ooh. It was just like wow, how long it was. Yeah, and that's what Tori's like too. You got these sea level courses that are. 70, what's Tory like 78 tipping out? Something like that. No, they're going to, they're going to play it at 76 plus. Yeah. 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 It's basically 250 feet above sea level. Yeah. And it's not warm this time of year down there. So ball will roll a little bit, which means it'll roll into the rough. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I walked out there on the first pole and I just love it. I just, there's no one out there. Here I've been walking on a U.S. Open course that's just perfect. The weather's just like one. I mean, it was just so cool. I, I just love it. Yeah. So hey, the golf course is going to – What can I say? The golf course is going to play a par 71 with three par fives, the ninth, the 13th, and the 18th. Uh, having yep. said that, what are the scorable holes other than the par fives on this golf course where guys can really take advantage and make birdies? Yeah, so I should I should actually make one little adjustment or caveat. The, the big difference between number six is quite a big difference from uh, where we played the PGA Tournament because they're playing from the middle of the second tee as a par four, and that's a that's a big big difference on that hole. Otherwise, all the same setup. Um, so the scoreable holes, um, you could almost you got to kind of throw one out. It's just a little too long. Number two is definitely a birdie hole. You you want to make a birdie on two. Three, even though it's not the longest tall, it's just it's tough to get it close with downhill. Four is brutal. Five is brutal. Six is brutal as a par four. Seven is really tough. Eight, maybe the par three it, with the front pin, not so much the back shelf pin. Then, of course, we can we can say the par fives, as you said, sort of, though. Because the par five, number nine, is not necessarily a birdie par five because it's so hard to hit the fairway. And you can have a fairly long third shot to a kind of difficult green. So I don't know that the stroke average will be that low on nine. It'll be lower on 18 for sure. Uh, let's continue. 10 is not a birdie hole. 11 is not a birdie hole. 12 is a hope I make a par hole. 13, you know, 13 is kind of the same thing. It's, it's a very difficult layup. It's hard to reach into. Although guys can do it. Um, it's, in, in fact, it's a little more generous fairway. Off the Are they going to use that back um, left tee? Yeah. Okay. I think they're only going to use the – there's two back left tees. And by the way, do you know about the In-N-Out Burger helicopter? <laughs> no. Have we discussed this? What? Okay, so this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. I, I was told that In-N-Out Burger rents the golf course for two days for their uh, kind of – corporate get-together or whatever. And supposedly, the woman who is now the CEO of In-N-Out Burger has a hobby of flying vintage World War II helicopters or something like that. And apparently, she makes her interest by landing her helicopter on the 13th. 
Really? I just think that's pretty cool. Personally, being a big fan of In-N-Out Burger, I think that's pretty cool. And I hope they invite me. But, you know, I'm just saying. Um, anyway, so I think they're going to use the In-N-Out Burger helicopter landing pad for the T locations on 13 um, only. And maybe not even go to those up tees at all. That's my mm. guess. But let's keep going. 14 is definitely not a birdie hole. The green's too difficult. 15 is just a monster par four. So what do we have now? Two birdie holes? Number two? Is a yeah. birdie hole and number outside of the par fives, we've got two and uh, I, I eight and maybe eight front ten. Yeah, maybe eight front ten. Uh, Seventeen is not the longest hole, but I walked out into that fair and I'm like, man, how easy can you hit it in the cliff left? So you're gonna play it out to the right, and then if you're in the rough, I mean, it's a, it's kind of a smaller screen that's difficult. So I don't think 17 is a birdie hole. So, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe 9, maybe 2, 9, 18, 8. That's about it. So maybe we shouldn't go play the U.S. Open. Maybe it's too hard. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's just sound, sounding very difficult all of a sudden. No, it's just – I just like it because there's no – there's just not any trickiness out there at all. It's all good and fair. Fairways are tough to hit. The rough looks good. It doesn't look excessive. It doesn't look real. Look, I'll, I'll tell you what. The, the thing that's most impressed me in my entire caddy career was how there's a handful of guys. When I was coming out, it was like VJ, Ernie, Phil, Tiger a little later, who could hit shots out of the rough with clubs that I couldn't even imagine they could hit out of there. They, they, they hit a six iron out of the rough where you'd think you'd have to take a wedge and just get it back in the fairway and they could gouge it out. That's always been the most impressive thing I've seen the whole time. Um, because there's only a handful of guys who are good at it. That's what Bryson did so well at Wingfoot, And he made it look like the rough wasn't that big a deal there. And I think it was a big deal. So I'll be interested to see if he and the other super strong guys can do that at Torrey Pines out of that rough. I think it's not going to be that easy to gouge and run it out there, but we'll see. Okay. I stood out on number six. I imagined I was, you know, okay, Bryson DeSambre is on six. Because the tees are pushed up, he can actually fly it past all the bunkers. And he has a large area, including the rough, to hit it into off the just by going for his launch driver. Like he'll get up, you watch him on six. He's going to go for the Bay Hill swing on six when he's at Torrey. Same thing. He'll go as hard as he can at that tee shot. And I, I stood in the rough out about 320 or so off the tee, 330 off the tee. And I thought, you know what? I think he could still gouge it on the green out of this rough. He's got an alley to run it up that's wide enough and flat enough. And eh, we'll see, though. We'll see what it, what happens there. But I got to see it. I always have to see it to believe it. Um, and then I'm always just amazed at how good these guys are at getting – Wedges nine to eight, seven irons to go, 150, 60 yards in the air out of that rough. I don't know. That's impressive. So, you know, that's why they're making lots of money. And there's only a few of them who can do it. Caddy joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So, Tiger Woods went 72, 68, 70, 73, and ended up one under par in a playoff with Rocco Media, who went 69, 71, 72, 71. 
Yeah, there you go. And I think you'll see similar scoring. I would, uh, I would be, I might have to just retire and say, I don't know what I'm even doing anymore. If anybody can shoot like better than four under out there for the 70. Now we were kind of saying the same thing about Wingfoot, but the difference was it got kind of soft at Wingfoot early and it allowed some really good scores. And when yeah, you they only at got it to what, end, like six under, maybe five. That's under? Right. One guy, one guy was six under at the end and he, he won by what three or something yeah. like that. So yeah, yeah I mean, it was, it, it's still an Wingfoot probably couldn't have played any easier if you want to use that term, which is crazy, but Wingfoot couldn't have, been more there for the taking and it was still pretty high scoring, right? If you throw out Bryson's, you know, all, all world best he could ever play performance, you know, when a guy, well, look, when, when one guy's super on, look what Tiger did at Pebble that year, right? Yeah. When, when a guy that good is super on with everything, it's, it doesn't matter. They're going to get it. Look at Muirfield Village, right? Rom was 18 under for three rounds with a six shot lead. The next, there were a couple guys at 12, and then I think five under was like in fourth place. So it, it's not like it was playing easy. Rom was just in another zone, just killing everybody, basically. And Morikawa and Cantley happened to be somewhat close. But, but the course was difficult. But you look at the 18 under and go, wow, that's not tough. Well, yeah, it is. It's just one guy freaking out, basically. And I just, I can't see. Anyway, they're going to have low scores at Tory. There's just no way. So correct me if I'm wrong, you know, but I, I can't see it. Interesting. Hey, I want to continue this conversation. Can you hang on through a quick break, Caddy? Certainly. All right. We'll take a short break. We'll come back with a Caddy. There's a score in the final round that kind of might surprise you from the 2008 US Open. We'll talk about it next right here on Real Golf Radio. Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new Jailbreak AI speed frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers. We're framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway. Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada unlike anything you've experienced before. For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. I started Folds of Honor above my garage 13 years ago because 90% of spouses and children of killed or disabled U.S. service members receive no federal education assistance. 
Our mission has never wavered. We honor their sacrifices by educating their legacy. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to you, I will be a construction engineer. An elementary school teacher. Thank you for helping me fulfill my dream of going to med school. We're able to award these scholarships because patriots like you refuse to turn your back on the cost of freedom. Join the Folds of Honor squadron today. Your $13 a month will help ensure we never turn military families away. This is your call to duty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to people like you, I know my dad is not forgotten. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you as we continue now with the Caddy, U.S. Open Preview Edition of Real Golf Radio. So I left off there, Caddy, and, and I mentioned that there's a couple other things I want to get to, and some of those are your, your picks, the players, you know, who you want to watch. But uh, I, I found, as I was looking back through the 2008 U.S. Open, I couldn't. I was just looking at final round scores, right? I mean, Tiger shot 73. He doubled the first hole, by the way. He didn't make a birdie. Um, he, he went double bogey, bogey to start one and two, and he didn't make a birdie yeah. until nine. He birdied nine, 11, um, and 18. Yeah. Those were his three birdies. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. You know, if we're, we're looking for birdie holes, there you go. Rocco birdied two, 10 and 14. So the two guys that got in the playoffs combined for six birdies in the final round, and those were the those were the ones that they did it on. Ironically, they all did it on different holes, which is which is interesting. But as I'm looking through the final scores here, Heath Slocum went 75, 74, 74, and then shot a final round 65. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, these guys are highly trained professionals who are really good. And when they get on any of them can go shoot a, a ridiculous score that's not even pop. Look at Jim Furyk when he shot 59 at Conway Farms or whatever he shot. I mean, was it 56? I don't even. He had a 58. Jim Furyk shoots so many scores. In, he shoots so many scores in the 50s. We can't even keep track of it anymore, which is a little scary. But <laughs> but anyway, when he shot that score, I think he was eight shots ahead of the next lowest score of the day or seven. I think I think the next lowest score was 66. And there weren't that many guys under par. He just went out of his mind that day. That was a, that was that was probably the best score ever shot in PGA Tour history. I mean, it, was it fifty eight or fifty nine at Conway? I don't remember. So clearly, it, it, he did it at Hartford he, too. I he can't has a fifty nine and a fifty eight. He has two fifty nines yeah, and so a fifty eight. I think he he may have two fifty nines and a fifty. Anyway, see that's what I meant. He's so good, we can't even remember how many times he's broken 60. Think about that. A baker's that, dozen. Did we just say that? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's insane. 
What are you doing, Jim? Come on, lay up on it. But, but no, he, he just, he had it. He, he beat the next score by a ton of shots. And that happens once in a while. And he, yeah, I mean, look at Heath Slocum. This is how good those guys are. Heath Slocum was a really good, solid player on tour. I think he won once, maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe a couple more. I don't know. But, but he was a decent player who kind of was just a machine out there, didn't hit it real long, kind of a quiet guy. Everybody, you know, didn't ruffle any feathers, went along, you know, he'd be the guy described as going along, you know, minding his own business or whatever. Journeyman. That, but, yeah, but that's how good those guys are. And you're like, wow, he's spoken. What happened to him? Where is he? What's he doing now? And it's just, it's crazy how good those guys are. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay, it's, you know, this guy or that guy, whatever. He's no Tiger Woods. Well, yeah, I mean, they're all so, like, the U.S. Open, you can't say that everybody in that field can go do that because everybody in that field, because of the qualifiers in the set, there's, there are the 10, 20, 30 guys in that field who really aren't that good. But all the PGA Tour players in that field, the European Tour, all the tour guys who are in that field are, are good enough. Every single one of them could go out there and shoot a 65 when you least expect it if they do everything absolutely ridiculously right. Right. But it's 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 hard to do. Like the the last day at Pebble, obviously when Tiger won, no human being was going to do that in the wind with the hard green. Um, the last day, I'm sorry, that was the that was the Tom Kite year. Um, the last day, well, even even Tiger's big win at Pebble. The um, you know, there, there's times when you physically can't do that. But you know, it's if the weather's okay and yeah, you. you the guys are capable if they just lose their minds for a day and it happens. So anyway. what, you know, you're sorry. Good. You were talking about how good these guys are. We, you know, back in the day when tiger was at the peak of his playing ability, you know, guys went through and tried to figure out what his handicap would be on PGA tour and major championship setup courses, yeah. which are the most difficult of all. And he was like, plus what eight, plus 10 or something. Plus, plus eight. eight. Yeah. 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 Plus eight on the difficult courses. Yeah. With those setups, with the rough and all this and that. I mean, can you imagine what Tiger falls out of bed and shoots when he's in his prime on a average, you know, what's Tiger shooting every day at Alpine Country Club as a stroke average? 64? <laughs> oh, I mean, seriously, yeah. probably 64, 65, right? Like, he's going to snooze it around in 60. So, if you think you want to play the tour, if you're 46 years old and you're like, I'm going to play the champion tour, that's what I'm going to do. I have my test. I've probably brought this up before. Yep. I have a simple test. Bob, tell me if I'm wrong about this. Every single guy right now who has his card on the champion tour has absolutely no idea how many times he shot 65 or better in his life. That's right. No idea. No idea. Probably. Commonplace. I can tell Commonplace. you. I can yeah, and I can tell you the better the the top guys, the top the top dogs like Bernhard, Jayhaz, those guys. Uh, ask them how many times they've shot sixty three or better in competition. They have no idea. That was what you've always said. That was your measurement: yeah. sixty three yeah. or better. If you so, know if you know how many times you've shot sixty three or better, then you're not ready for the tour. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Think about that statement, right? It's definitely. I mean, Sam Snead was the one who came up with it. He said, "Fill your mouth with BBs." Every time you shoot 67, spit one out, then fill it up again and do it again 
And once you've done that, then you can turn pro. Mm. <laughs> that's what Sam Steve was the he was the first one to come up with that that I've heard. Oh my goodness. So, but that's I mean, Bob, that's that's a fact, right? Oh that's yeah. That's a fact. No doubt. I look, I, I'm no good at all. And I can't tell you how many times I've broken seventy in my life. And I'm not that good. Yeah. I have no idea. No idea. Yep. Yep. Couldn't tell you. Bob, you I mean, what's your Same number, way. Bob? Do you know how Same many times, Bob? Do you have Do you know how many times you shot sixty seven or better in your life? There's no way you know that number. No, no way. Have no idea. No chance, right? Uh, I, I do. Mean, and you're a good player. <laughs> Brian well, does. You, yeah. Well, there you go. Right. I once, mean, once, sixty seven. <laughs> With there me, you go. I I know how many <laughs> times you've shot it. <laughs> once. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's it, it's crazy how good uh, you know a lot of people just. You think, oh, you know, oh boy, I'm hitting it pretty good today. Uh, that was a pretty good round, you know. Mm. And look, I, I'll tell you how, how the line works. Um, I would watch guys on the Champions Tour who were shooting decent scores, you know, 68, 69, some pretty good scores. And then they would go play a tour event for whatever reason. Maybe they still have some eligibility or this or that. But just the couple things, the greens are a little firmer. The pins are one yard closer to the edge of the green. The rough's a little higher the fairways are a little softer and that, and you've got three or four holes that are 490 or 500 yards far force. And all of a sudden those guys shoot 67, take the same game, the exact same game out on the PGA tour and shoot 75. It's that big a difference. And it's a, it doesn't seem like that big. I mean, the pins are a yard closer to the edge and the greens are a little firmer and it's an eight shot difference. Yeah. It is, and yet, and yet, it's we crazy. all sign up to go play the qualifier and give ourselves a chance to try to get into a U.S. Open, right? I mean, it's uh, just to go, as you said, lose their mind. <laughs> well, well, I, I'm working for a guy who has won multiple times, multiple times, played Ryder Cup, Presidents Cup. He qualifies. He plays the qualifier to go to Beth Page. And we're sitting there eating dinner after the qualifier, and he's watching an ESPN show about that thing. It's really long, and it's been raining for 38 days straight. And he looks at me and he says, is this a good thing that I made it? <laughs> and he's dead serious. He's dead serious, and he's that good a player. And he, here's the wild thing. He couldn't reach the, the final round. He could not reach four par fives and two. And he couldn't have reached them in two if you would give him a driver and put the ball on the tee after his tee shot in the fairway. He couldn't have reached them in two. And he finished oh, wow. like 23rd. And he finished like top top 30. That's how good those guys are. I mean, they're, that, I mean think about that. That's it's amazing. like a par 74. It's a par 74 for him, and he still finished top 30. Yeah, yeah. All right, Caddy, we I got, know, just, I, a minute. We got yeah. just a minute left. Who do you like? Uh, who's your, who's your picks? Uh, I mean, look, John Rahm obviously is, is one that, you know, he was just absolutely on fire. He's won at Torrey Pines, got his first win on PGA tour at Torrey Pines, but he's going to be in isolation until the, the night before yeah. he, he tees off. Um, but, but well, what's your thoughts on Rahm and who else do you like? Well, so, so is that the schedule for Rahm is that he, he basically is not on site till Thursday when he tees it up. No, Wednesday. He can play Wednesday. He he gets out of quarantine on, on Tuesday. Okay. I think that that's a that's a good 
one of my top picks is Rom. Um, he knows the course. It's not that much different. He'll, he'll go out there Wednesday and he'll get the firmness locked into his brain right away. I think, I think he'll be fine. And he's obviously in a pretty good groove as long as he can just keep practicing a little bit, which he probably can somehow or another, I'd imagine. Um, between now and then I, so I think Rom's a good pick, even though you have that kind of lack of normal preparation. Um, look, I, I think after you're looking at Tory a lot, um, I still think it's a setup that, that favors the longer guys, just like the farmers does. I think it's a long hitters tournament basically. Cause again, it's just, it's hard to hit more than half the fairways, even if you're a, a real accurate player. Mm. And you just, you know, playing out of the rough from 20 or 30 yards closer to the green is pretty helpful. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to have to, you know, kind of narrow my picks down to that. But I don't know. Do you look at the guys who do well at the farmers necessarily? And, Although I'm saying longer hitters, I'm not going to say farmers' success necessarily translates because the firmness of the course is so much different. Mm. That that is that is a it is kind of a different golf course because of the firmness, which I which I believe will maintain, and, and I just don't see it being soft out there. Yeah. Like Pebble was soft. Pebble was soft when Gary Woodland won. It was softer than I think guys expected it to be. It played a lot gentler than we expected it to be. I don't see Tory being like, I don't see this setup of Tory being like that. I don't think it's going to be gentle. Um, it'll just be good and difficult. I love it. Caddy, we're out so, of time, man. Great stuff as always. Thanks for your enthusiasm. I'm excited. I'm pumped. Let's bring on the too. U.S. Open at Tory Pines. You're the best. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That's the caddy right here on Real Golf Radio. We'll continue with our U.S. Open preview edition next right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms, an indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns, and Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future. But we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at CasbyRealEstate.com. That's Bob at K-A-S-B-Y RealEstate.com. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. 
Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir Bruce and Boyd Summerhays Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at Hoops vision.com now back to real golf radio with brian and bob all right thanks so much to the caddy for joining us here on real golf radio coming up on the back nine hour number two of real golf radio we'll get more into these stories the the players and what who what to expect next week at the u.s open at tory pines plus we got to take a moment to look back at the u.s women's open and what a sunday it was at Olympic Club, almost just kind of eerily similar to so many others where the favorite, Lexi Thompson, being the one this time, was not able to get it done and got chased down with some mistakes and, and, and the you know five-shot lead on Sunday, gone. And uh, so slips away that trophy as well. Anyway, we'll get into all of that, plus Brooks Bryson and you know the PGL has got an open letter to golf. We got to get into all of that as we continue also previewing the U.S. Open. We'll welcome in Dave Neville, senior uh, brand manager, senior director of brand management for Callaway Golf. He's also going to tell us a little bit about what they have in store at Callaway, as well as the the thoughts as a San Diegan to be able to host the U.S. Open once again there at Torrey Pines. It's going to be special. Uh, there's there's no two ways about it. It's, there's going to be a memorable finish. And if it could get anywhere near what Tiger yeah. and Rocco provided us back in 2008, boy, are we in for a treat. No doubt about it. So stay tuned. I feeling it will. Yeah. I, and why shouldn't it, right? Why shouldn't it? Stay tuned. Bower number two, the back nine, is coming up next. Follow us on iHeartRadio Talk and stay in touch 24-7. A special news and update station you control. That's iHeartRadio.com slash talk. USA Radio News. This is Brad Bernards. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson and President Joe Biden heaped praise on each other as the two leaders sought to relaunch the UK-US relationship at a time of rising tensions over the fallout from Brexit. Johnson hailed Biden and his team as a breath of fresh air. We covered a huge range of, of subjects and it's it's wonderful to to listen to the Biden administration and to and to Joe Biden. 
The outgoing chief of Israel's Mossad intelligence service has offered the closest acknowledgement yet his country was behind recent attacks targeting Iran's nuclear program and military scientists. The comments by Yossi Cohen offered an extraordinary debriefing by the head of the typically secretive agency in what appears to be the final days of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's rule. This is USA Radio News. It may be the biggest cover-up of our time. Was the coronavirus created in a lab? And did the Chinese government hide the truth? Now, Steve Cortez and Jen Pellegrino give you the shocking truth on their hit Newsmax show, Cortez and Pellegrino. Newsmax is already the fourth largest cable news channel in America. And all this week, Cortez and Pellegrino tell you the real story about the coronavirus the big media won't tell you. More than 30 million Americans watch Newsmax, now on all major cable systems. If your cable company doesn't carry Newsmax, call them. Tell them you want Newsmax or you can switch. Plus, find Newsmax for free on your smart TV, Roku, Pluto, Zumo, or more. And remember, you can download the free Newsmax app on your smartphone and start watching now. Join millions of Americans turning off the old cable news and going to Newsmax for real news they can trust. Check Newsmax out today. The Justice Department, under former President Donald Trump, seized data from the accounts of at least two members of the House Intelligence Committee as part of an aggressive crackdown on leaks related to the Russia investigation, according to people familiar with the investigation. A bipartisan group in the Senate has struck a tentative deal on an infrastructure package. USA's Wendy King reports. Republican Senators Cassidy, Collins, Murkowski, Portman, and Romney have joined together with five Democrats to announce they've made a compromise deal to rebuild the nation's roads, bridges, and energy systems. They said it would be fully paid for without raising taxes. Both houses would have to approve it, and the president would have to sign it. Republican Senator from Maine, Susan Collins. Among the ten of us, uh, there is a tentative agreement on a framework, but obviously uh, there's a long ways to go. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest Bureau, I'm Wendy King. This is USA Radio News. Look, bud, I said your money or your life. I'm thinking it over. The Great Gildersleeve. <laughs> yeah. The new Edgar Bergenauer with Charlie McCarthy. I'll give you the help me, I'll mow you down. Three hours a day, seven days a week of the greatest radio shows of all time. Classic radio theater. Available on many of these radio stations or available on demand anytime at any podcast app by searching USA Classic Radio Theater. USA Classic Radio Theater. Law enforcement agencies across the country experienced a wave of retirements and departures and are struggling to recruit the next generation of police officers in the years since George Floyd was killed by a cop. And amid the national reckoning on policing, communities are questioning who should become a police officer today. John Clemens reports on Texas Governor Greg Abbott's call for Texas to build a border wall. The centerpiece of the allocation is border barriers where illegal aliens cross into the U.S. I will announce next week the plan for the state of Texas to begin building the border wall in the state of Texas. Governor Abbott also said Biden's open border policies have led the way for dangerous gangs, cartels, and human traffickers to invade our nation. This is something that also is not a tourism site for members of Congress to make an annual pilgrimage to and see the border and then go back and do absolutely nothing at the federal government level to solve the crisis. 
From the USA Radio News Texas Bureau, I'm John Clemens. A North Carolina principal channeled his inner Whitney Houston to give graduating seniors a memorable send-off. For USA Radio News, I'm Brad Bernard. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Now, the back nine. Where business gets done. Where majors are won and boys become men. One day you'll get it. Hour number two of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on the Real Golf Radio Network. Welcome in. It's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. We've uh, had a fun one already. The caddy spent some time with us in hour number one. If you missed any part of it, follow us on Twitter at Real Golf, where we post all of our segments and interviews and shows in its entirety. You can also search Real Golf Radio or Golf Radio wherever your favorite podcast is found and download and listen to the show at your convenience. Still to come here on the back nine, we're going to welcome in Dave Neville, Senior Director of Brand Management, Callaway Golf there in San Diego. Diego, talk about some of the plans they have for some of their players and just being there in San Diego and welcoming the U.S. Open. So stay tuned for that, uh, as well as Troy Merritt, who went through the longest day in golf and was able to break through and qualify for the U.S. Open coming up next week. We'll talk to him about his journey and his season so far and what he expects from a U.S. Open experience there at Torrey Pines. So a lot to get to, Bob, before we dive right back into that few things going on uh, over the last week or so. The open letter from the Premier Golf League, uh, we hit it at the top of the hour for those of you who are still with us during the break. What's your thoughts uh, real quickly on that? Well, I just think that, you know, with that Premier Golf League uh, and and the other one, the Supreme Golf League, I think, uh, you know, they're they're putting the cart before the horse. They're trying to edge in and get a piece of the pie, um, trying to pull the tour players away from it um, by offering vast sums of money. And I I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't feel that the PGA tour is broken. I don't feel that the European tour is broken and uh, the major championships and the guys are putting up. um, If they decide to go there, they're putting up with a lot of possibilities of not being able to play majors and other events. I think your, your your point is right on. I'm not sure it's broken. So are the things that could get better? Sure. 
uh, but I don't think it's broken. Uh, Lexi Thompson, Bob suffered the fate of Arnold Palmer. Uh, your dad was able to overcome him. Down n- seven with nine to play back in 1966 at the U.S. Open. Lexi had a five-shot lead on Sunday, and it was Yuka Sasso who uh, became the first player from the Philippines to win a major championship and tied as the youngest to win the U.S. Women's Open at 19 years old. Um, pretty impressive, but tough to watch what Lexi had to go through. Yeah, and that golf course is a golf course that has slain um, the biggest names in the game. Ben Hogan, uh, Arnold Palmer, Tom Watson, and and it goes on and on and on. So uh, uh, tough to watch. Yeah, tough and, to watch. She, it, she, she would have been a great winner. Yeah, it is unfortunate. And then John Rahm having to withdraw with a six-shot lead after 54 holes because of a positive COVID test. Wow, unbelievable stuff. We'll talk about that next. We'll talk about John Rahm as one of the favorites going into the U.S. Open, even with the quarantine next, right here on Real Golf Radio. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things i've gone through and it worked i could see instantly and 12 years later i haven't had any issues at all i can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like mike weir bruce and boyd Summerhays, bob casper and me oh and mention real golf radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your lasik procedure do it now at hoops vision.com to get your highest performing tour ball you need to build it with the highest quality to get the highest quality you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints and to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core you need unique 3d x-ray that's why one tour ball is more centered than another and it might not be who you think chrome soft This ball really does change everything. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada. Trotta, unlike anything you've experienced before. Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new Jailbreak AI speed frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers, we're framing the future of speed. 
only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Brian and Bob with you here in our U.S. Open preview edition of Real Golf Radio, and it's brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The golf course continues its construction, and it is looking really good. I'm excited I'll be down there next week and taking a look and um, seeing all the, the changes. I'll post some of the pictures on the social media that we have here on Real Golf Radio, at Real Golf or Real Golf Radio. You can find us on uh, Instagram and Facebook as well. It's the second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision. It offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages spa world-class dining and shopping and of course that tom weisskopf championship golf course we're talking about so check it out there's some limited exclusive real estate opportunities available now at blackdesertresort.com all right bob we left off uh, there at the top talking about uh, john rom some of the storylines which included john rom having to withdraw due to a positive covid test um he knew that was a possibility. He, yeah. he he realized that he'd been around someone that had tested positive before coming to the tournament, so he was getting tested every single day. And you know what? You know he's got a six shot lead with fifty four holes to play. He's got it on cruise control. He's he's out of his mind. And then all of a sudden, the test comes positive there on Saturday, and he's forced to withdraw. That opened up the tournament, and you saw what uh, what ensued there. But y- you feel bad. I don't know that the tour had a choice in the matter. It's one of those situations where you have to have procedures in place. You have to make a call and you, you just, you know, people said, well, and I, my, my thought as well, why not let him play by himself in the final yeah. group? You, you know, everyone else that would have already been through, but it's just, again, you just can't based on where we've been, you can't, you can't call audibles in those situations. And the tour's policy is what it is, and they, they, they kind of had no choice. I thought John Rahm's response was super classy. He handled it as best he could. Probably cost him a couple million dollars in total. And it's just, it, it's unfortunate. It really is. But I don't think it diminishes the fact that, look, he's on his game, and he's going to a place where he's won before, and he's looking for his first major, and he's hungry for that. Um, your comments on how it was handled last week, and then John Rahm for next week. Well, I think a couple of things. Uh, first of all, um it came to the tourist's attention because of contact tracing. So we're, we're, I, we're living in a world where, um, you know, somebody gets sick um, and especially a high profile figure like John Rahm on a PGA tour player. And um, you're able to, you're able to find out that you were exposed and, and he found out. So he had to be tested on a daily basis whenever you've been, um, in that type of a position. So uh, everything went well. Everything was going well until Saturday morning when they finished their second round. That's when um, he, he got the first test that was, um, that was positive. In my opinion, why not? Why do you retest the the same, Mm -hmm. the same test? He should have been tested another time after that round and then if it if it was still positive then it, it comes out because you're going to get positive no matter what if you retest the same if test. you retest yeah. the same test yeah, okay um that's so that's one thing they could have done and as you as you've talked about or you alluded to was um you know why not let him play in the final group with a marker um you know Guys play in first groups with markers all the time. Why not let him play in the final group with a marker? But having said that, the tour, the tour had protocols in. 
for um, this type of situation. They followed those protocols. It was just very, very unfortunate for him after shooting 64 to get that gut punch once he finished his round. So, um, so I totally understand. But um, having, you know, 10 days now to, and we're right in the period of that for him to um, quarantine, you know, he'll be done on Tuesday. Uh, he'll probably fly out Tuesday night, um, get get to San Diego on Wednesday morning, play a practice round, and then be ready for the tournament. I think I think it gives him more um, fire in his belly when he gets to uh, the U.S. Open to play even better. And right now, he is he is the guy that everybody's saying you got to watch John Rahm. He's twelve to one, I think, right now, and uh, I think it could be better than that. But he's playing some really good golf right now, and I think he's probably going to have a great chance. I think it's a great point, what you just said there. I mean, it's going to increase the fire in his belly. Yep. He's got unfinished business. Yep. He's a 54-hole leader. He had a win. He was ready to win. He was poised. He had done everything to win a golf tournament, and then he was removed from the situation. Yeah. So his mindset, his game, his his thought process, he's got to be just like, hey, look, man, I just finished. That was a that steak was so tender. Man, the vegetables were perfect, and I had my fork inside this amazing dessert, and they just took it away. They cleared yeah. the table. Yep. And so you know he's just still ready to go go after it, man. Uh, so yeah, John Rom. Look, he's he's looking for his first major championship. As you pointed out, his play it was was remarkable at Memorial, and he won his first event at Torrey Pines. So right. I, I, you got to like uh, the way John Rom uh, sets up for this one. Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka is obviously in the news for a lot of other reasons. Um, you, you know the, the whole spat, and you know, and, and buying fans beer with his sponsors for the way they heckled <laughs> Bryson DeChambeau. You know, we we could go back and forth on whether it's appropriate or inappropriate. Bryson or, or Brooks said this week that he thinks it's growing the game; it's reaching a different segment, different audience. Uh, I think there's some traditionalists, and he acknowledged that that don't appreciate it. Let's put that aside for a second. Right. Your thoughts on Brooks? In the last, he didn't play in no in uh, September at Winged Foot because mm-hmm. he was still nursing the injury. So if you take that one away, obviously in the last three U.S. Opens that he's played, he's gone one, one, two, and That's, he's just coming off a two from BGA. Exactly. Uh, w- what's your thoughts on Brooks and 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 saying also this week that his knee is allowing him to do things he hasn't been able to for a while as he continues to heal. Right, and um, you know. It it continues a progression for him to be able to play better and better and better. Um, coming off the two at the PGA Championship, having an opportunity, didn't quite get it done, um, but yet you know finishing a couple shots back behind Phil Mickelson. I think he's a great pick this week. He always steps it up in major championships. He's not going to fly as much under the radar as he has in past majors, but I'll tell you what um, – He's he's proven that he can he can hit the ball long, he can hit the ball on the fairway, he can take advantage of big golf courses, and I think this is a golf course that really sets up well for him because um he hits the type of shots on this golf course that you need to hit. He hits that, you know, that slider, that cut um off the tees and that kind of thing, which helps him to be able to get the ball in the fairway. As we talk to the caddy, this golf course is going to play really fast and really firm, and I think those types of situations and those types of conditions really bode well for him. He's going to have to improve his putting. Uh, yep. You know, he didn't putt very well, admittedly. Um, 
at Keough Island, so he's going to have to do that. Also, interesting thing, betters, um, he hasn't broken par in his last seven rounds at mm. Torrey Pines, so definitely something. Let's go right to Phil Mickelson, who bested Brooks Kepka at Keough Island. You, you mentioned it a little bit in the last hour, but, it, you know, is it really possible for Phil Mickelson, <laughs> after six times of bridesmaid, to finally pick up that U.S. Open, complete the career grand slam, as you said. But not only that, become not, after becoming the oldest winner, or oldest player to win a major right. championship, can he do it again? You know, I I would say the odds are against it. You know, in in my fantasy world, I'd love him, love to see him win and get that career grand slam. But he hasn't won at Torrey Pines for twenty years. Wow, has it been that long? It's been that long. Wow, twenty years. And so um, he's, you know, he's really got to, he's got to stand this thing on his ear. I'll get you, I'll bet you he is just working as hard as he can, like he did before the PGA Championship. But um, it would be fun to see. But I'll tell you what, it's going to be a, a, a tough chore for him to do, no doubt. All right, we are going to step aside for a second, and we're going to welcome in Dave Neville with uh, Callaway Golf. Excited to talk to Dave as a San Diegan, as a member of the golf community, welcoming the U.S. Open there to San Diego and Torrey Pines is always special. But uh, we still have, and we've got Troy Merritt coming up as well, talking about his experience with golf's longest days. And then at the end of the show, we'll talk about a couple other California kids, Xander Schauffele from there from San Diego and Colin Morikawa from up north. We'll talk about those players, plus the world number one, Dustin Johnson, who has it going this week. We'll talk about all of that as we continue. U.S. Open preview edition of Real Golf Radio. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms, an indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns, and Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir Bruce and Boyd Summerhays Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at Hoops vision.com you might know mountain land supply for its plumbing products but did you know mountain land supply also carries landscaping irrigation supplies and tools they can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe 
sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, previewing next week's U.S. Open Championship there in San Diego at Torrey Pines. And really excited to welcome in our next guest. He's a good friend of ours. You've heard him on the show many times. But it's been a while since we've had him on. Dave Neville is the Senior Director of Brand Management for Callaway Golf. Hey, Dave, how are you, man? Good to be with you guys. Thanks for having me on. You know, I, I just, as I think about San Diego, and we had a chance to visit for the first time in over a year and play Torrey Pines and just be in the area, it was just so good to be back there. It felt like we were home a little bit. And I, I thought about you and, and all the stuff that you guys do there in San Diego at Callaway Golf and, you know, sponsoring the uh, the little uh, links at Petco and all of the fun things that you do around San Diego and promoting the game of golf. This must be really exciting when you have a major championship right there in your backyard, huh? Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Uh, it is kind of a hometown event, and we do have the, the Farmers Insurance uh, open every year, but that tends to be around the same week as the PGA show. So this is a little bit different. This is fun. Um, obviously it's a little bit of a bummer that we, we wish there was more fans going to be allowed to, to be there, but, uh, it's going to be exciting. We got a great lineup of Callaway players and I can't wait to see how Torrey Pines holds up. Do, do guys come in, uh, the week before, uh, Torrey or the players and, and have you guys go over stuff or, do they test stuff, that kind of thing? Yeah, so uh, we will have players here the week of, and uh, if you, you guys know Tori pretty well. They don't have a great practice facility, although uh, they're using the North Course for some of the uh, the range for the U.S. Open, but a lot of the players will come to our Performance Center, to the Ely Callaway Performance Center, and they'll practice there. They'll make sure all their equipment is, is dialed in, so we expect to have quite a few of them uh, visiting us next week. Dave Neville, Callaway Golf, joining us. So not only is it a big week with the U.S. Open, it's also a big week with Father's Day. Put this in perspective from a manufacturer, uh, from a retail, from a from a business plan. How important is Father's Day for the golf industry and for you at Callaway? Father's Day is absolutely massive. I would say it's kind of the peak, the pinnacle of the of the golf season. Obviously, April and May are big months, but as they get into Father's Day, all the courses around the country are open. People are playing tons of golf. There's a lot of member guests, uh, member members that are played around Father's Day, then obviously the U.S. Open as well. So we have a Father's Day gift guide that we always do, you know, different price levels, and we try to get people out there to, to get fit. Um, and golf, as you guys know, is absolutely booming. So many people are taking up the game, and so many dads are playing with their kids, and it, it's just amazing. Oh, that's what awesome. Are some of the- 
What are some of the cool things in the gift guide? Yeah, well, so we're, you know, we've been targeting everything from the, the new Apex irons, which have been just absolutely crushing it for us, uh, the Epic driver. But then we've got the new Chrome Soft uh, XLS golf ball that's in the gift guide and a lot of accessories as well, you know, hats. Hats for dads, uh, golf bags, golf gloves, kind of at all, at all price levels. So you can check that out on CallawayGolf.com. Uh, but we got pretty much something for everybody uh, out there. But the big challenge this, this year, Bob, has just been keeping up with all the demand and uh, getting people their clubs as quickly and efficiently and built to great quality standards uh, as we can because the demand has just been, it's been unprecedented for us. It has been unbelievable. It's been wonderful to see, but it is amazing. I mean, golf courses are stacked. I mean, even the private clubs are sometimes it's tough to find a slot there. Uh, I want to run through a couple of things, Dave, because uh, the three of us spoke about the new equipment earlier in the year. And so we ended up ordering uh, an Epic Speed Driver and an Epic Max, an Epic Speed Max LS. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I was almost convinced ahead of time that the max LS driver was going to be the one that was for me. Uh, I need, I put a lot of spin on it, but I love some forgiveness and a little more MOI. And I was almost certain that Bob would be Epic speed. And as it turns out, as we both hit them, complete opposite. I absolutely love the Epic speed. I've been hitting it so well. And Bob just crushes that max LS. Tell us a little bit about those two drivers and the decisions, I guess, with consumers like us who uh, go through the process of just determining which of those Callaway drivers fits their game the best. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that, that you say that. I mean, one of the things we found out with the Epic speed driver is it is pretty low spin. It's got some draw bias to it, but it's pretty low spin. And a lot of uh, better players are liking the, the look and shape of it, kind of a, uh, a deep face to it on, on the Epic uh, Speed Driver. So we actually thought that that one was going to be our number one selling driver, but it's actually been the Epic Max. So the Epic Max has been our number one selling driver. It's, it's a big, forgiving head, but it has tons of speed as well. Because a lot of people think, oh, something that's high MOI, high, high forgiveness, it's not going to be fast. It's not going to have a lot of power to it. With the new jailbreak speed frame, the Max has given us a lot of speed, but extremely forgiving. So that's been our best-selling model. And then the Max LS, really that kind of better player model, like you were saying, it has a lot of forgiveness, but it's low to moderate spin. So it's not as low as the Sub-Zero model. And I think that's what a lot of people, uh, maybe they're a little bit confused about. They thought that the Sub-Zero LS was going to be a direct um, replacement to the Sub-Zero. It's really not. It's, it's for the better player, but it's a little bit higher spin than what we've had with the Sub-Zero in the past. And that's because our tour players have told us they don't want something that's so low spin that they can't control it. They need something that's playable out on the court. So all three models have done really well for us. The the Epic Max has been our number one. Speed has done great. And then for the better player, the Max LS has done, done really well. And Bob, do you want to tell them about your experience with the Apex Pros? I mean, you finally got yours in play, and we went out the other day. It was fun. It was fun, Nevs, to watch Bob go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's kind of the kind of interesting. I told Brian, you know, here I am, sixty years of age, and loved uh, loved the um, the pros, the Apex Pros prior, but now with the with the twenty ones, it seems like I'm almost like a half a shot or a half a half a club longer with with the new irons. Yeah, absolutely. It's an all-new construction with the Apex Pro, and they've been just crushing it uh, for us. So it's a Ford hollow body construction, so it looks a little bit different. We've got the AI face in there, so really powerful 
face cup, and then up to 90 grams of tungsten weighting. So that's where you're getting that kind of launch and, and forgiveness. So I know, Bob, you haven't missed the green in about 10 years, but <laughs> the, these Apex Pros giving you, you know, half a club to a club longer, that's absolutely huge. We're seeing that a lot with the, with the better players. Apex Pro has been our best-selling uh, Apex Pro model ever. You know, we're in our fourth generation now, but this one is done by far the best we've ever seen. And the combo between the Apex 21 and the Apex DCB or the deep cavity back has been uh, phenomenal for us. So Apex has just been a, an absolute workhorse. It's been on fire. Yeah, it's and we, and I can attest to that. They're they're phenomenal. They they're just so. There's a lot of confidence. I you know me, Dave. I like to think that I can maybe hit the blades, and, and I do love the look of the MB. And there's something about it. But you get that same feel in my mind. You pretty much get that same feel with the the Apex Pros. But I just know I have a lot more confidence. I don't have to stress about you know hitting it perfect uh, with with like you would if you went to hit an MB, for instance. Yeah, and we've done really well with these combo sets as well, um, Brian. So we really expanded our combo uh, offering. So for, for a lot of the better players, we, we have this player's uh, set, which is kind of right up your alley, BT, where you've got the Apex Pro in the lower loft and you've got the NB in the, in the upper loft. And I think that's been really popular for the better player. And then for some players who are looking to play all three irons, we have the triple play. So you can get the Apex DCB in the lower Lofts, Apex 21 in the middle, and then the Apex Pro in the upper loft. So you got to try everything. Or for a player who needs a little more forgiveness, the sweet spot, which has the DCB in the lower loft, and then the Apex in the upper loft. So our combo set menu, it's like the In-N-Out Burger menu has, has been absolutely crushing it uh, this year for us. Give me some animal style, Dave. I yeah. want some animal, animal style. style. <laughs> double, double animal style. Uh, I got to ask you before we let you go, and we really appreciate your time. Uh, wedges, uh, been hitting the Jaws wedges. Is there anything new in the wedge line on, on the horizon? Well, um, can't do any spoilers here on this uh, show, although, you know, who was our old friend, Mr. Harry Arnett, he'd probably do all the, the spoilers and teasers. <laughs> he, he used to love that. But now we're working on, we're working on something that hopefully we'll have some uh, info for you guys coming up here uh, shortly. But the Jaws MD5 has been great for us and probably have been our most successful wedge line uh, ever. And I think that comes from the groove, the really aggressive groove, tons of different uh, offerings, multiple finishes, right and left hand, graphite staff, steel staff. So we have, something for every everybody there on the on the jaws wedges but we're always working on new stuff i was meeting with uh, mr roger cleveland yesterday and talking through, through some things that he's really really excited about so i hope you'll have him or, or me back on the show when we're uh, ready to talk about that absolutely that'd, that'd be great one more question how cool was it for phil mickelson to win that pga championship not only for him but also for the company it was absolutely huge. It was absolutely massive. We're, we're so proud of him and uh, what he's done. And, you know, the guy has put the work in. I mean, everybody jokes about his workouts and hitting bombs and the calves, but is there any 50-year-old out there who has put in the kind of work that Phil has put in? And he kept telling us, oh, it's close, it's close. And he kind of saw it at the Wells Fargo when he had the lead. Um, but to just put it all together and do it at Kiowa, one of the hardest courses in the country, it's just absolutely amazing uh and phil has been great he he brought the wanamaker trophy over to the performance center was shown it to people letting people take pictures and he's just a great callaway ambassador and so excited that got him the extension into tory pines and 
he doesn't have to worry about uh, an exemption into the U.S. Open for at least the next five years, which is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you, if Phil, I mean, he's he's got to be one to watch it, uh, you know, next week at Torrey. But you know, another guy that's kind of in isolation right now, John Rom, another Callaway guy. He's yeah. you know that, that guy's the guy knows a thing or two about Torrey Pines, and obviously his game is in form from what we saw through fifty four holes at the Memorial. So uh, you know, Callaway's got to be licking their chops with uh, these first two major, first three majors uh, here. Yeah, obviously that was some devastating news for John, but we're really happy that, you know, his, his health is really good. His family's health is really good. So it was a huge setback because, I mean, there's no question he would have, he had a six shot, uh, lead, you know, and he pretty much all they were saying all he would have had to do is shoot a 77 on the final day to win. <laughs> and I think John Robbins yeah. be capable of doing that. Um, he was a defending champion at M- Memorial. So obviously he knows that course well, but he knows Tory. He, yep. he loves San Diego. He's named his, child after San Diego after Torrey which is uh awesome he's he's won there his first career win with the Torrey Pines so we expect he's going to be coming back very raring to go and he's one to watch along with uh Phil and, and Xander Shopley as well Xander yeah. Torrey Pines. yeah for sure I, and I guess we just got to hit real quick I'm sure you have some pretty cool staff bags and head covers for the guys next week huh we do, you know, and if you're looking for a last minute uh, Father's Day uh, thing, we'll, we'll have a few of the head covers uh, for sale as well um, as the staff bags. They were a huge hit at Kiowa. Uh, we've, we do some giveaways on our channel, so I would encourage all the listeners to go out and look at that uh, out on Twitter and Instagram, and we'll probably be giving away a staff bag and, and some head covers and stuff, and we tend to have a lot of fun with that, um, with the majors and kind of calling out the Torrey Pines and the San Diego connection as well. I love it. It's exciting times. Looking forward to next week. I'm sorry we won't see you in person, Dave, but enjoy the week yourself, and uh, we'll check in with you again real soon. Great job on everything you guys have been doing this year. And, uh, again, from a personal standpoint, I'm playing some of my best golf. Absolutely love the, the equipment, and, you know, just keep up the great work, man. Yeah, I heard that you've been absolutely on fire. So next year, it's uh, qualifying for the U.S. Open for you. So, oh man, uh, oh man, I don't. It's always th- great to talk with you guys. And thanks for having me on. That's nice of you, Dave. I'm a thanks, long Dave. ways away from there, but uh, thank you so much, Dave Neville, Senior Director of Golf, uh, Senior Director of Brand Management with Callaway Golf, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Just a good dude, great lover and promoter of the game of golf as well. Um, be sure to follow him on Twitter and his handle, his show. He he does the the podcast there as well for Callaway Golf. So Callaway Live, check it out at CallawayGolf.com. We'll continue with the U.S. Open Preview Edition next right here on Real Golf Radio. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. I started Folds of Honor above my garage 13 years ago because 90% of spouses and children of killed or disabled U.S. service members receive no federal education assistance. Our mission has never wavered. We honor their sacrifices by educating their legacy. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to you, I will be a construction engineer. An elementary school teacher. Thank you for helping me fulfill my dream of going to med school. We're able to award these scholarships because patriots like you refuse to turn your back on the cost of freedom. Join the Folds of Honor squadron today. 
Your $13 a month will help ensure we never turn military families away. This is your call to duty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to people like you, I know my dad is not forgotten. Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new Jailbreak AI speed frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers. We're framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada unlike anything you've experienced before to get your highest performing tour ball you need to build it with the highest quality to get the highest quality you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D X-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything. Now, back to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on Real Golf Radio. Real Golf Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio, counting down to next week's U.S. Open Championship at Torrey Pines. And really excited to welcome in our next guest. He's a good friend of ours, and we've known him from, had him on the show several times. And he qualified in golf's longest day earlier this week out in Springfield, Ohio. Tr- two-time winner on the PGA Tour, Troy Merritt, joining us right now. Hey, Troy, how are you, man? Hey guys, uh, thanks for having me back on. I, uh, I guess I'm still recovering from uh, the golf, uh, golf longest day. <laughs> so, you, I mean, first of all, you you went over to Springfield. You didn't stay there in Columbus. Talk, talk to us about that. I know that's one you you typically choose. What's the what's the strategy for heading over to Springfield versus Columbus? Well, obviously, a lot of guys, you know, stay in Columbus. You know, it's basically a PGA Tour event that qualifier. Uh, the big thing there is that, you know, you play two separate courses and uh, if you get the wrong year, you've got about a half hour drive in between courses and you only have about an hour before between tee times. So there's just not a lot of time to decompress, maybe grab a bite to eat, put your feet up for a little bit. Whereas Springfield, you go over, it's only about a 40, 45 minute drive from Columbus. It's one golf course. Uh, usually there's only about a handful of tour players that show up and some good young players. 
but the golf course is a little bit shorter, tighter. Uh, the greens are a little bit funky. So, you know, having played there now several times, the big thing there is just being patient on the greens because you're going to have some 8, 10, 12-foot putts that have 3, 4 feet of break. I mean, it's crazy over there. But that drives a lot of the, the field, you know, right off their game. You know, they get frustrated on the greens and they can't handle it. So I always feel like there's a pretty good chance just golf course-wise over there. Plus, there's no uh, travel in between rounds. And uh, if you can uh, hit some good shots, make some putts, and uh, you can move on. Yeah, and the other thing is, is if you can feel comfortable having played that golf course before, which you had um, many times uh, in, in that type of qualifying um, although you didn't make it in a in a couple of previous tries, um, you know, thirds of charm or something like that, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's one of those places. Like you said, I've played several times, and you know, I know where you can uh, you know pick and choose and, and take your chances on the golf course, and where you just kind of know that a two putt par is is a, is, a, is a good play. And uh, yeah, like you said, I haven't gotten through there before. I've been close uh, almost every time. You know, I feel like I have a chance in the last nine holes. But uh, never quite get it done, and, and typically it comes down to just the greens. I mean, it's it's hard to play catch up on those greens uh, just because there's so much slope in them. So this time around, it was just uh, you know pick and choose uh, your spots, plot around the golf course, make sure you're in the right spots on the greens, and eliminate the bogeys because it's just real hard to go low on that golf course. I mean, I watched Carson Shockey, our uh, our, our champion on Monday. Uh, he was in my group, and he shot seven under sixty three on the on the last eighteen holes, and it required a couple long putts to chip in, and that's just what you have to do around that place. It's hard to make birdies, and and knowing that going in, you know, uh, you know what you need to do, and and this uh, this year, fortunately, we were able to do it. Troy Merritt will be playing in his third U.S. Open Championship next week at Torrey Pines. Just from a, uh, I guess uh, your own a feeling, your own uh, philosophical uh, state of mind. How important is it for you? Uh, to qualify or at least give it an effort to qualify for the U.S. Open, being that it's our national open? I, I think it's, uh, I wouldn't say it's everything, but it's, it's always a top priority, you know, each year. I mean, every every golfer as a kid dreams about playing in the U.S. Open, you know, the national championship. And, uh, and to not at least give it a go when you have that opportunity, you know, when you're a PGA Tour player and you're exempt through local qualifying, you get your choice for sectional qualifying. It's one day, you know, it's 36 holes. Yes, it's a long day, but it's not like it's that, um, you know, time-consuming when it comes to, you know, multiple days being spent trying to get in the U.S. Open. So, I mean, you've got to give yourself a chance. I mean, I, you know, we have multiple WDs every year at every site, mostly from PGA Tour players who just, you know, they get comfortable out, you know, on the PGA Tour. You know, I don't need to play in the U.S. Open this year. I don't need to try it. I, I'm too tired. Well, I mean, you're, you're taking away that opportunity that you've given yourself, you know, throughout the years of, of you know, getting to that sectional qualifying and, and having that chance at the U.S. Open. And I don't, I don't fully understand it. I mean, I was, I was pretty dog-tired after two weeks in a row, especially four days at Jack's place. But I wanted to give my chance, uh, myself a chance to play in the U.S. Open. I want to go to Torrey Pines. I don't care if I'm going to get my head beat in next week. I mean, it's one of those, you know, uh, classic u.s open golf courses that we watched as you know as kids you know short uh or sorry tight fairways long rough firm and fast greens that's the u.s open we grew up watching and that's the u.s open that i've always wanted to play in and you know to not keep yourself a chance i mean i, I don't fully understand that 
Troy Merritt joining us here on Real Golf Radio. You've played in eight major championships, a Masters, five PGAs, and two U.S. Opens. Describe the feeling. Uh, how different is playing in the national championship even from those other major championships? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's vastly different. And one of the simple things is that you actually have to make a tee time to play a practice round. I mean, the only other time we have to do that is at the uh, the Pebble Beach uh, Pro-Am in February. Mm-hmm. So that that's a little bit odd there, but you know you're at the U.S. Open when you show up. You know, everything is just immense. It's vast, you know, tents everywhere. It takes forever to get around the place. And then, you know, just the way people kind of look at you and treat you, and you're like, oh, my goodness, you're actually going to tee it up in this U.S. Open. You must be really good at golf. And little do they know, uh, I just kind of scrape it around. <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, it's um, – it, there's just a, a different feel when you show up at the U.S. Open. And each major I've played in has a different feel. The PGA has a different feel from the U.S. Open. The Masters have, has a different feel from them. And they're all different from, you know, just regular tour events. It's, uh, it always sends, you know, goosebumps up your spine when you first walk in and you first stand on that first tee for your practice round. And, and you have to get over that pretty quickly because you got to get your work done and, and figure out a way to play a pretty tough golf course. You know, you mentioned a couple of times now that uh, Torrey Pines is a golf course that you, you know, get your head beat in when you go around and play it. How do you prepare yourself for that type of thing? What are you doing uh, this week to prepare yourself? Are you taking time off a little bit? Are you 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 honing some things? Are you working on some things to get you ready for um, playing next week? Yeah, you know, I'm just letting the body rest a little bit right now. I mean, we've had a pretty good stretch here the last few months, especially with some good play, a few top 10 finishes. So uh, some, some definite grind sessions, you know, and obviously getting through the 36 cold qualifier on Monday, just giving the body a couple of days to rest because Torrey Pines, I mean, mentally is, is taxing just playing it. But physically, that golf course is one of the toughest we walk year in and year out. Uh, as far as approaching how I'm going to play the game, I'm going to try to keep it as simple as possible and just focus on getting the ball in the fairway. Get the ball in the fairway there, you can set up yourself, uh, you know, for the rest of the hole. Not trying to take any uh, any uh, extreme risks. I mean, I, I can't afford to do that at Torrey. It's just so long. I can't overpower the golf course. If I'm in the rough, the course is going to send me home uh, real early. So fairways for me are, are key at Torrey. Um, the putters come around the last uh, month, month and a half. Uh, short game's been pretty tight, so I, and that's just kind of uh, maintenance, you know, as far as uh, getting those ready for next week. But it's just making sure the ball gets in the fairway off the tee, and and we'll deal with the rest of it as it comes. Two-time PGA Tour winner Troy Merritt joining us here on Real Golf Radio ahead of next week's U.S. Open Championship at Torrey Pines. Troy, I mentioned you've been played in two U.S. Opens. The first one was at Aaron Hills, and then you played last September at Wingfoot. And, and you just mentioned the the classic U.S. Open that you grew up watching. Aaron Hills was not that, right? Uh, and uh, I think you missed the cut there. Made the cut at Wingfoot, as tough as it was. Um, I, I guess, do you... Does this suit your eye more is than than even like an Aaron Hills type uh, experiment? Do you do you appreciate and look forward to this type of a challenge in the U.S. Open more? Yeah, I, I would have to say if there's any you know disappointment about teeing it up in a major championship, I felt it at Aaron Hills because it just did not feel like the U.S. Open. I mean, it was the length was there, and we didn't play it all the way back, but the fairways were wide open and the greens were pretty large and soft and. I mean, it's it set up perfectly for the Bombers. I mean, I think Brooks Kepka won that year, and, 
and Brian Harmon was in the hunt too. But I mean, I watched him hit a few shots throughout the course of the week. I'm hitting woods into the greens when Brooks is hitting nine irons and, and Brian's rolling in 20 and 30 putters all week just to try to keep pace. And it just didn't feel like the U S open. And, and, and we unfortunately let stupid out of the bag late in the second round and, and backed ourselves right out of that cut. But uh, Wingfoot was more of the U S open, you know, that I, I, I grew up watching and, the rough was long, fairways narrow, greens were firm and fast. I had to hit driver on a par three twice. I mean, that's the stuff that we grew up watching. And, and Torrey Pines, I think, is going to be more on that level as well. And I think, you know, I always felt that a U.S. Open, not necessarily, I mean, you know, it's, it's a dream, obviously, to win the U.S. Open, but it always felt like the one that, you know, I would probably do my best in just because you can maintain that focus off the tee, get the ball in the fairway. And then, you know, let the, let, let the rest of the game speak for yourself. And that's kind of how I try to play most of my uh, tour events anyway. I mean, I just felt like that the grind of a U.S. Open, grinding out pars, trying to keep your head in the game, knowing that bogey's not a terrible score. You know, it just always felt like it was more at my alley. And um, like I said, it's a, it'd be a dream. You know, it's always a dream to win it. But it's just it's one of those things that I think I'll do all right in. You know, you, you said that... Um, you want to get the ball in the fairway. Um, you want to, you know, give yourself opportunities at, on that golf course. You haven't had a lot of success there. So, so, um, what are you thinking mentally when you, when you get there as far as the golf course and, and, and how do you get yourself above that? Yeah. I, you know, I accidentally over my rookie year there when I was <laughs> one stroke back with five to play, made two bogeys coming in and had a top 15 and then I thought I could play the golf course and little did I know I was wrong but uh, yeah it's just one of those it's always been a tough one for me not that I've you know I think I've only had one or two you know poor scores you know up in the mid to high 70s I'm always right around par at Torrey um, you know maybe one under I have posted 67 on the course but we're talking about the golf course in January when it's typically yeah. a little bit softer um, so you know the course is going to play I think you know quite a bit different uh, you know, here uh, next week than it does in January. And I think that might be a little bit beneficial. You know, if I can get that ball running down the fairway, I might have some shorter clubs in, you know, if they're running a little firmer and faster. And, you know, giving myself, uh, you know, a few, excuse me, lower irons, you know, coming into the greens. Not that I'm going to get it relatively close, but I'm going to be able to control the ball and get it in the middle of the green and get myself some birdie looks. So uh, I'm hoping that, uh, that that's the case, you know, a little bit firmer, faster. You find those fairways and, and give yourself some looks. And, and that's kind of the way we're going to, attack it next week and you know we've had some uh, decent success on the greens I, I tend to read them pretty well there but you know a lot of times you know putting for pars or you know long ways to birdies but you know you know how to to get around the greens you know you know where you need to be and and that'll be how, uh, beneficial going into the week it's that you know it's not a golf course that I've I've never played which is nice it's one I've had several rounds on which um I think will be beneficial and yeah just hopefully we uh, we execute the game plan We'll be rooting for you, wishing you the best. And again, congratulations on qualifying for the U.S. Open next week. And, you know, enjoy it. I know you talk about a head beating, but hopefully you enjoy the experience as well. Yeah, it's just one of those, you know, you're going to get your head beat in, but you're going to have a smile on your face while it happens. (laughs) I love it. Always a great attitude. Thanks, Troy. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Troy Merritt, two-time winner on the PGA Tour, qualified, and will be playing in next week's U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. We'll wrap up the show next. Thanks for joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This 
is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. Hotel Park City, along with the spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Ruth's Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435 940 5077. That's 435 940 5077 for reservations today. 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future, but we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at Casby. CasbyRealEstate.com. That's Bob at K-A-S-B-Y RealEstate.com. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. Thanks so much to Troy Merritt for joining us here. Thanks to the caddy. Thanks to Dave Neville, Callaway Golf. Follow us on Twitter, at Real Golf, for all of our commentary and coverage of next week's U.S. Open Championship at Torrey Pines in the final seconds here. Bob, time for picks. Who do you like? Well, I like Xander Shoffley. He grew up in that area and has played that golf course a ton of times. So uh, I think he's due. Uh, also, um, Jordan Spieth, I'd like to see him get another one, too. Well, look, uh, Xander Shoffley was runner-up at the Farmers this year, and Jordan has... 
uh, I believe, eight top tens in his last 11 starts on tour. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty good one, although we did miss the cut this year at the Farmers. I'm going to go Bash Brothers. John Rahm, I believe in karma. I think he's got some unfinished business. He won his first event there at Torrey Pines. And Dustin Johnson, he's number one in the yep. world. He's off to a good start. He's missed back-to-back cuts and majors. He's got to atone for that. And he's tied for sixth or better in five of his last seven U.S. Open championships. For Dave Glazer, he's Bob Casper. I'm Brian Taylor. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy next week's U.S. Open. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real. Hi, this is Jay Ritchie, the co-host of Tee to Green, the golf show, the show by golfers for golfers. Be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific time when we talk golf in Colorado Springs, Colorado, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.